DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. What's up, podcast? Today I have Bo Atkins on. How are you, bro? I couldn't do any better. <laughs> so you're a singer and a songwriter. You've been doing it for how long now? Probably going to 12, 13 years coming up on. Man, it's a while. I put a lot of time in now. Yeah. So, I mean, where, where do you play at? I mean, I've, I've seen you play all over. Okay, yeah. so it, right now with this, since what's been going on, usually West Texas a lot, I would make runs out yeah. there. I've done dips down on the Gulf Coast or... I've shot over like St. Augustine, Florida, on the Atlantic, on the Atlantic side, uh, but mainly I have a big, huge circuit. I run from Texas to Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, primarily, and every now and then, lately, we'll sometimes bounce out, yeah, know, different areas. But yeah, that's my circuit that I run okay. 365 a year, pretty much. Okay, well, and I, I like to. I mean, just from the music I listen to, you play in your original music, and you do a lot of other music too. But your original stuff, I feel like it's more. It, I don't feel like it fits the outlaw country, and I don't feel like it fits the the new country. I think it's more like a blues mix. You got more of a Chris Stapleton feel to you, is what I think, anyways. But yeah. well, how'd you like to describe your sound? I guess. Okay. Well, first off, thank you, because yeah. Stapleton. I will tell you this: he's kind of helped bring people back to that sound. I think there was a, yeah. a sound that people wanted to hear, and they didn't realize that you know how that can go sometimes. Yeah. And you look at the styles of what the clothes people are wearing now, or the way they do their hair, and people are like, "What well, guys are having beards again? Beards are cool." Uh, I think it goes back to the whole 60s, 70s vibe, whether it be soul, R&B. To, I just call it Southern music. Yeah. Really. I mean, so that's, that's if, if you're light-skinned doing it, usually they call it blue-eyed soul or green-eyed soul yeah. or something. <laughs> we're just singing their music, but yeah, we're singing it, you know. Uh, but but the good thing about this is a blend. You're right. It is a blend, but I just say it's Southern. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good I mean, term for it because I was like, man, I don't know how to, I don't have, I don't know how to name the <laughs> sound. But um, so how did you... Is this what you do? This is what you do full time. Is yeah, it? Now? I do. I, I play music full time, and I, I I started off when I first went to college. I was, I was actually twenty two when I first went off to school. I went to ULM, and uh, I got a gig one night, like a lot of stories you might hear. I packed the bar out, and I was I looked at the money I made at the end of the night, and I'm going. So I've, I've been fired from every job I've ever had since then, and that's, <laughs> that's no lie. Because I just thought I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like I can go play one night a week and make. You know more than what most people make in a week's in one night. You know, anyway. So that's how that started, and I started because you love doing something that was fun. Yep. And uh, now it's kind of gotten to where I mean it's still fun. Don't get me wrong, and, and I love what I do. But I have like two kids now, a wife, a mortgage, and we have like cars that we actually want to buy or whatever. You know, <laughs> and then you have like we have a camper, and then we do either yeah. like, go on family trip. So it's become a job, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I don't know what else I'd be doing. Yeah, uh, it's kind of scary, but I. I feel blessed. Well, so you said you started in college. Mm-hmm. So before that, I guess, tell me tell me back to when you were a kid. Where'd you grow up at? I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. And Born and raised. And you weren't into music young? You just, no. Okay. Um, now, my mother uh, my mother taught dance, and uh, she, she danced in college and, and did some things. So she was a dance coach at a high school. So I kind of... I guess you can say I could uh, I kind of fall back to her when I think about maybe an influence and I didn't really know it at the time but looking back on it now yeah. I think she did that okay because think about it I mean I'm hearing my own going five six seven eight one to count these beats off and all these but it was to a certain beat of the song and yeah. a certain motion and I ain't gonna lie sometimes I try to do the dances too but <laughs> I can do a high kick with the best of them around eight years old but uh, I think that's it. that opened the door because she was always listening to different types of music yeah for routines and competitions and putting things together and uh, she also choreographed like plays and all kind of stuff okay so i got a, i got a good uh, upbringing when it comes to the arts if you will but i just my dad was like a football guy okay. coach 
football. He's like, you ain't doing drama, so. <laughs> I was like, my dad, I want to play tennis. We ain't doing that here. <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. Yeah. So I, I attribute to my mom and, and my upbringing. Now, my grandfather played music, my, 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 uh, my mom's dad, and then my, um, my dad's dad was named Frankie Redfern, and the new the album that we're about to put out, which really an EP, but the new volume of music we're going to be putting out is called Red Fern, and that's R E D F E A R N. Okay. His folks are all from around West Monroe, Louisiana, and uh, New Orleans, and, and places like that. So that whole album is is, is it, it's it's a little bit more rocking than the Shout Out Lee record we put out. Gotcha. Shout Out Lee was a lot of soul kind yeah. of a thing going on um, in our bluesy kind of a feel. This is more uh, more Almond Brothers esque. And we have some more kind of heavy hitters, rock songs on okay. that too. Okay. So, and you're so when is that coming out? When you expect to drop well, that? We'll see after this week. If uh, I should be getting my money's right, and uh, all, all I got to do now is just uh, order the physical copies. Okay. And then I can say release. And we have some songs we're going to release to the radio. Yeah. Um, in, in one of those, name uh, the songs uh, that's how I know Jesus is on my side. It's really a honky tonk song. Okay. And it's just talking about the trials of my life that I've experienced and how. Look at me now. Yeah. I've got scars, you know, to show where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, look how far we've grown and look how far we've come. So yeah. uh, I'm excited about that song, too. Well, what I've liked about you hearing you play in, uh, you know, different bars, restaurants, areas, you know, in passing over the past few years is that you you have um, you have a whole library of talent besides just one sound. <laughs> I feel like you can play everything or you put a little put a little blues and country on any song. You can just play any cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I would, um, you know, I'm not like a boastful person, but I, I thank you for that. Yeah. But I, I no, I, I would. I'm confident though. Yeah. You know, everybody should be confident doing what they're doing. So I don't have a, I don't have a problem with saying, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, I can do a George Strait song, or I can turn around and do a, a, uh, Guns N' Roses song. Yeah. You know, or I can do a. I ain't got the, I ain't got the grit as much great gravel as uh, ACDC does but mm-hmm. every now and then I can't do the whole song but I can hit every now and then I can get a couple <laughs> words like they would but uh, yeah I can do them well that's 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 cool because you know a lot of people just have that one lane they stay in and you're talking about the you know your older album your new one coming out um, I like that you said just this was a little more upbeat yeah. I like I like you behind some upbeat tone though you yeah, know, no, yeah, yeah. Well, answer me this. So when someone is in your genre and that's that's all you play, what do you listen to in your spare time? Uh, um, Favorite? I love Ray Wiley Hubbard. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I love the band. Uh, I tell, there's, some, there's some new guys out. Marcus King, fantastic. Uh, I've done a, I've done a show with Blackberry Smoke of... Yeah, back in good. 2010, yeah. love that, love that whole honky tonk southern rock. It's really honky tonk is what it is. I mean, yeah. people may not understand that until you, you anyway. Um, but that's what it is. Um, Skinner obviously is the to me all time. But but like the band, the the way the band did their stuff, yeah, uh, their musical talent, everybody playing all these instruments was going on. It was like people hadn't heard that sound since like they hadn't been confronted with some of that since like the Beatles or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, and they weren't that far behind them, but it was just. The way that they approached music and how they they put all these sounds together mm-hmm. in their one band, yeah, you know, like I think there were five guys, yeah, five guys, you know. So I say that like the band would be my all time favorite, Skinner. But yeah, uh, Brent Cobb, I love Brent Cobb. I uh, like him. Uh, Marcus King, I said him. Some new guys coming out too. A lot of people may not know about. Uh, I love Paul Thorne. If anybody's listening, go check out Paul Thorne. 
Thorn, just like the thorn in my side, Paul. P A U L. <laughs> I haven't heard him yet, but I'm checking oh, that out. You got well, to. another another thing about your music is you um, you implement you have a harmonic in there. Mm-hmm. You got piano in there. What what's the reason behind that? And just not sitting down with a guitar. Well, it's rock and roll. You yeah. know, it turns it turns the music into a whole nother. You know, if you if I were to go up there and play every song I ever had with just a guitar, I, I, it would probably be kind of more country or something. Yeah. Oh, he plays country music. Well, that's it's really not country yeah. at all. Um, as far as what I think country music mm-hmm. is, and everybody has their own opinion, but to me, that's not that's not a country song. That's a daggum like a like a Skinner song. You know, if you stripped in electric guitars and put a steel guitar in there, a fiddle, yeah, it's a country it's a country song. It's right. a honky tonk song. You yeah. know, hillbilly rock, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's southern. That's what southern rock was. You know, so we uh, we have the harmonic. David P. Moore is a great harmonica player. He's been with Old Blue Stand. Uh, you know, he, he can tell you stories of when they used to do shows with Darius Rucker and yeah. Edwin McCain and people like that. They're huge star or what you know were or big stars, whatnot. And they used to open up for them on the East yeah. Coast. And uh, the problem with them was that they were partying too much. They never got down <laughs> and actually recorded original songs. But a couple of years ago, they were in a, they were in a magazine of Alabama. I forgot the title of it. But they were like the bands that should have made it big that never did from Alabama. Yeah, and they were like number one. You know. Damn. And he was in that band, the harmonica player. Damn. I mean, David P. Moore, he goes to the Gulf Coast, he's like a god. You know? <laughs> well, I just love it. I love that. Like, I'm the type of person that I, I criticize the new the new country sound just because it's not, I'm not a fan. But I grew up on country music, and I love when it has some soul to it. So we were talking about, um, before we started the show a little bit, we are talking about the real country sound and, the, uh, you know, the the old rhinestone cowboy. Oh, man. yeah. That's the <laughs> Together again? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's the good stuff. Oh, are you man. kidding me? Look, there's a reason why. I mean, okay, let's think about it first. First, you had, like, gospel. Then you had an American music. Okay? Yeah. And then you had, like, this blues thing that come out. Yeah. Um, and I forgot the guy's name. He went around and recorded all the blues, all the black singers and stuff around this. But a lot of the Southeast and stuff recording these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually met his son in Nashville a couple years ago. And didn't even realize who it was. God, it don't matter because I can't remember his name. So it's a dumb story. <laughs> but anyways, we, um, you know, it started with that. And then it went to... You know, you had this kind of like this Buddy Holly thing. Of course, like you had the Beatles that came out and yeah. all that stuff, but and, and that kind of brought this whole and then kind of brought the British invasion type thing over, and then the Stones, and then this and all that. But really, you had uh, it, uh, my point is is that all those guys loved American music, yeah. And that's a lot of them. That's what they were trying to kind of. Taylor Torch. Plus, most of the businesses, you know, the music biz was in America. You know, it's yeah. a big continent. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of places to play, a lot of people to play in front of. You know, and so all the, uh, but all those rhinestone suits and all that, those guys wanted to be just like that. Like, if somebody said, "Hey, you're a, you remind me of like Skinner esque or you remind me," I'm like, you can't reinvent the wheel no right. more. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I'm trying yeah. to keep that goodwill going. Yeah. Like, I don't mind. I would love to have dudded out jeans and have a tailor for my clothes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I want shiny <laughs> shoes. Are you kidding me? Yes. I want to look like a dad. You walk out and you got to wear sunglasses when you see me because I'm so shiny. It was yeah. just stones and just rhinestones and glitter. Yeah. <laughs> but I ain't got that. I ain't got to that level yet. So. Well, I just feel like you know <laughs> everything in music. I feel like it's been done, and yeah. now we're trying to recreate it and put our own spin on it. You know, yeah. no matter who you are, you know. Finding those things and finding those niche markets for that, you know, and making it making it sound good. That's you know? right. That, and well, and like we're saying, you know, we've we've said this, we've kind of come back to this a couple of times already. That style of music, uh, everything is, I guess you call it retro or vintage or whatever. Yeah. I, think about this. 
Sweet Home Alabama, let's take like a song like Sweet Home Alabama. That's some, do you realize that song's like 50-something years old? I didn't know. So I mean, they, think about it. Yeah. When it was 70 years old. Oh, yeah, it's been that long. Yeah, yeah. I thought I mean, you were saying it come out before they come no, out. No, I'm just saying, like, no, it's 50 something oh, years old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 2020, so, so yeah, it's 50 years old. Think about those Allman Brothers songs or those yeah. great Marshall Tucker songs or or Molly Hatchets or uh, any of these 70s. Rolling Stones, hell, they've been together for 40 years, my God, or yeah. 50 years, however long it's been now. Those songs are, I mean, they've been a pan for that long. Yeah. Those songs could be able to. So, my point is, is that, but when I started going around here the last couple of years, I'm looking at everything, I'm going, and then you see the people that are making it, uh, like like a Stapleton kind of doing making. I was about to bring that up. So you have Stapleton come out with Tennessee whiskey, right? And you have all these people under the age of thirty has no fucking idea never. what. Never heard that song. No. I was like, man, that's George Jones. Yeah. I grew up listening to that. You know what? I was thinking because I had I used to have some live David Allen Coe records. Yeah. And he used to sing the shit out of that song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he would sing the piss out of that. Yeah. And uh, you talking about <laughs> that guy? But anyway, see. Uh, when I started going around these bars the last few years and stuff, you're seeing girls wear bell bottoms. Yep. And like these high-rise jeans, which I think are sexy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're seeing all this, you're going, wait a minute. The style's actually coming together. Yeah. And what it's like with the clothing style, the hell, the, the, the hairstyle. Right aligned with the music. Music. And it's like this great comeback. And I'm going. See, I didn't think about that. I always think about it. this is. Because if you think you're right, because if I think about it like one little piece, I'm like, yeah, oh, that's coming back again. You know, the '90s stuff's coming back again. It, it has this little, right. you know, trance. Trance coming back. But I didn't, you know, thinking about that, and then you have all these women wearing these '70s style. Clothes. They wear hats. And we have, yeah, women 70, are wearing hats yeah. again. And we have '70s style music coming. How many men have you seen have a mullet now? Shit, it's it's it's. Cool. I yeah, had it's a mullet. Here, I got right? this. I cut like ten inches off my hair about a month and a half. It's back in. But before I did it, I wanted to cut it. So yeah. I told my wife, if I ever cut my hair again, I'm getting a mullet. You're going to let me wear a mullet for a little while. <laughs> and I had the three racing stripes. I mean, everything. It looked, yeah. They're just delicious, you know? <laughs> but then I, got, I was like, you know what? It was in the middle of summer. I was like, you know, I want to cut this anyway. It's got to go. But all that. Yeah. And it is silly. Like, it's kind of silly. But some people look good with a mullet. I think, to me, it's funny. Hey, man. But that shit's cool, man. I, I, I mean, I don't, Joe hurt hey, that shit up. What? Who is it? Uh, shit. Travis Tritt? No. Yep. Him and uh, who else? Who still got one? Never cut it off. Uh, Trace Atkins? Oh. Pretty sure Trace Atkins still got a mug, don't you? Uh, yeah. But see, he never wears it down. So, you know, he always has a full backer in that cat yeah. and that ponytail. Yeah. He may not have no hair now. He may not. It's probably, <laughs> he may be too much on But hey, it is what it is. That's the, hey, that's the good, good music. But no, I think that that all is coming around back what we're talking about, and it has. And so all those influences and stuff with the rhinestone suits and things like that, that was cool. And people still try to live up to that. And those guys are bad. They may actually be playing like they're playing little jingles or whatever, yeah. three-chord songs. No, them guys will blow your head out the water with the guitar. Yeah. I mean, they'll blow you out the water. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, anyway, go ahead. No man, you're good. <laughs> no, I agree. Well, I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about some. Well, before we do that, let me get you something because you brought you brought some Oktoberfest, and I appreciate it because uh, it is what October. Well, it's October. Days. It's I mean, in we're two almost days. there. Okay, well, I couldn't. I don't know the dates. Hey, I just know when I'm supposed to play, man. We're close. Well, I got you something. What is this? That's the moonshine. All right, is this rubbing out? Here. It might as well be. It's probably a little stronger. Jesus. I, will, I do not solicit uh, solicit the uh, sale of uh, homemade alcohol. That's why I'm giving it to you. Thank you, sir. No, it's a gift. <laughs> so I feel like we're not bootlegging. No, we're not bootlegging nothing. So I feel like we need to open this shit up and try it because I have never had it. You stop. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> not that batch. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's the brew of this? Just straight up, man. Just no straight thing. up. 
no no apple pucker, no bullshit, no Jolly Ranchers in the bottom of it. Just good, clean shine. Just good, clean apple sauce. <laughs> oh man, I'm gotta put some hair on the chest here. I already feel the indigestion coming. Oh shit. Mm. I came here not on my own will. Yeah. <laughs> I was more skipper. That's that's your gift, sir. Oh well, thank you. And we, I mean, we may get it a couple more times. I don't know. It's some good shit. But I, <laughs> I'm flying already. I feel like every, is that fogging? Am I blurring already? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll make it work. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, no well, let's talk about some real life shit, man. So, um, of course, uh, we went through this pandemic. We're all coming out of it. Okay, I feel like you know we've had our struggles. Everyone's you know going through some shit. But you as a musician, you haven't been able to play. You know, you got all these musicians that are playing live uh, via Zoom. And I know some venues are opening back up over the past few months where you guys can playing it out there. But that's hurt your pocketbook. I mean, you know, it's got to. So what do you do to fill that void? All right. So me, I have no pride. So when, it, But that's not a bad thing. Like, I have standards. But pride <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I can make all the money in the world. I still wear, like, shorts that I have with paint on them from my first house that I remodeled or yeah. whatever. Um, just... Getting out there and, and finding something that you can make money at, and not being scared, and just if you know, me, I work better when my back's against the wall. I'm that I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. I don't always I don't approve of my lifestyle all the time or my choices. I'm like, God, I could have done better than that. But so, for instance, uh, this past week we've been we setting up for this big old rummage sale we're having. So your boy Bo goes out and picks up trash off of people. Now listen to me, I have standards. <laughs> I just said pride. I, I have standards. What I mean by that is, is I'm not going to go in some dumpster. I ain't dumpster diving, okay? We ain't going through and trying to find fresh boiled egg or, you know, eggs or something that the grocery store threw away. No. We're talking about, like, things that people would want to buy. Yeah. Hell, it might be a guitar, speaking of music. It might be a soundboard. It yeah. might be some wires that goes to a soundboard. It might be some kids' shoes. It might be some rings. It might be some clothes. It may be diapers, a sack full of unused diapers. But what I do is, where I live, I know when the trash... Uh, pickup is so that night before like if your trash picks up on Thursday then you put your cans to the street yeah. on Wednesday Yeah, I drive by in my truck I look at it if it's worth picking up or going through I go through it and I have no shame in that yeah. and some people get mad at you me should, man. No, no, but some people get mad at me and they're like I can't believe you sold me that rug it's from the trash I said you know I do this yeah. like <laughs> you want to pay $150 at Lowe's you want a $20 rug yeah, you're, you're, not, not, you're, not, you're not selling shit this is good stuff right you pick it up someone threw it away they should have took it to Goodwill or sold it themselves or something yeah. I mean, I'll throw something and, and also though I know, and I'm, I'm serious about it. I'm not being silly it may be funny hearing me say this but I also feel like that that's my way of keeping the uh, the dumps cleaned out I'm doing my part there you go you know recycling upcycling yeah. or whatever I mean there's there's things in my house like dressers that, I pick, that I've picked up and I'm like, Ashley, my wife's name's Ashley. I'm like, Ashley, girl, look at this. She's like, I can't believe you found that. That's gorgeous. I'm like, I know. Imagine what it looked like if we sanded it down and painted it this color. Or, you know, we're standing yeah. there and they're in our house. It looks like a million bucks. There's and nobody of, knows the difference. It is free. There's a lot of stuff going on like that, like where people will reclaim furniture yeah. and then they'll sell it, you know, and you, it don't matter where it comes from. If it's still good shit, you know. Woods wood. Yeah. Now, sometimes you got to be careful with the particle board stuff. Yeah. But if that. No, but I mean, like wood. I mean, if it's a big old, you know, I don't know what wood they use, probably oak or something, yeah. whatever they use off making furniture, but that gum. Like, so I've been doing, I do stuff like that. Also, I sell fireworks. Okay. 
Uh, I got into that. Me and my wife, were, uh, we got married, like I said, about eight, uh, seven, eight years ago. Huh, I should know that. I just put my, I just put my foot in my mouth. She heard it. But no, we sell fireworks. <laughs> uh, I've never bought fireworks in my life. Since I've been an adult, I don't think I've purchased any fireworks. When I was a kid, I remember going to a fireworks stand. But I sell them. Yeah. Uh, I sell Christmas trees from every that's every good, now and then. Like if I get in on that too, man. I, I do it. I'm just a seasonal guy. But it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And really, if you think about it, selling Christmas trees, like things like that, and fireworks and, and rummage sales, garage yeah. sales, it's like the last true, like, it's like the last just easy business transaction you can do. You don't need a loan for this yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'll, how much are you asking for that table? A hundred bucks. Yeah. Will you take 75? Uh, sure. Or I may go, ah, I, I got to have 85 for it. They don't know it comes out the trash. <laughs> but I got to have like it's worth. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's you, know, but you know what it's worth. Right. Yeah, I mean, if it's worth that and you're going to buy it somewhere, it's worth it. You know, they don't, they don't even know where it comes from. But so you're you're a, a straight up hustler. Yeah. All about, all about the flip game. I'm, I'm, the, same, I'm the same well, way. Why I not? Do, it's I do free. It you know, I just recently moved out of my house and I sold everything I had because I'm downsizing. And I sold everything on Facebook and eBay, man. That's a beautiful thing. Some it, people this like, is good stuff. This is not you know, but like people are sitting on three or four thousand dollars in their house. I wonder why they things, can't pay their bills. Of things they don't use. Exactly. Furniture, uh, a beautiful dining table that they use once a year at Thanksgiving. Or they don't you use know? that because they yeah. go to their mama's because right. their mama exactly. don't want to travel to their house. Yeah, exactly. Like or whatever. People are always sitting on money. So if, yeah, I mean, if you're not scared of judgment, most people are. Right. They're like, I'm not going to put that on my. Uh, my social media because uh, someone's gonna think I'm broke. Well, shit, you probably are broke. That's why you're broke. <laughs> <laughs> Most people that act like they ain't broke are broke. Hell the yeah. people that you think are trashy and they ain't, but they're poor, yeah. they're the ones that have got millions of dollars. Some of the most um, affluent people I know, you would not be able no. to tell by looking. Half of them may not have no teeth, but they got more money than you do. <laughs> <laughs> they just scared to go to the dentist. You're right. Or they dipped them away. Yeah. I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> Well, other than that, I mean, that's that's interesting to know because, I mean, I think a lot of people need to hear that. They need to realize that, man, that no matter who you are, and the fact that you can sit here and tell somebody that, you know, no shame in the game, you know? Right, and I, like, I find it, like, it's an honor. Like, it's a privilege. I want to be able to tell, like, almost like a testimony or something. Yeah. I want to be able to tell people that when they, I want somebody one day, I, I love it when people go, how do y'all do all this? For me, no, it's not in vain. I don't think it's vanity or nothing. I I, I find that I've accomplished something then. Yeah. Because it's kind of a weird way of instead of going, man, you're, you've done a great job, dude. I'm proud of you. They may go, how do y'all get all this? Mm-hmm. How do you do all this? I'm going. We work for, like we go out there and make we make it happen. Yeah. Nobody's gonna give you anything, you know. No. And like I didn't come from a rich family with. I know we did okay when I was younger, growing up in the house. But like my parents, my parents didn't have parents that could help support us necessarily right. or help get us a down payment and, yeah. and all that, which is great. I mean, if you're one of those people, live it up, but take advantage of it in a good way. Don't take it for granted. Use it. Don't be ashamed of that either. People are ashamed of that. They're like, oh, you they know, are. you're going. What are you ashamed of? Open a business or something. Yeah, I agree. Ah, I think do uh, something. I, look, man, there's too many opportunity. There's too much opportunity out there right now to do whatever you want to do you know we've talked about it on the show before too but you like you know 20 years ago you had to get a degree to do something because you had or you thought you had to you know you didn't have that entrepreneurial mindset because all you knew was when someone asked you what you want to be when you grow up what you say doctor lawyer pilot you know I mean yeah, oh, like yeah, that. yeah. Like that. yeah attorney you know it's like those are the things that we immediately were ingrained subconsciously in our little childhood heads 
that we had to work hard, make good grades, so we go to college and work harder, and it's going to be a bunch of debt, and we had to make good grades. That's right. And then eventually, by the time we're 30-something, we start working, and by the time we're 50, we'll have our debt paid off, and then we'll have some money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's another thing, too, to think about. So, so many people so many people did that. Okay, so look, I went to college, and I graduated. But I graduated with a general studies degree. Yeah. My concentration was in history. I figured it was in uh, music. No, hell I'm no. talking about in bar. <laughs> <laughs> I had a home with a honky tonk. I gotta find that a shirt. That's good. Can I? I gotta get that. Yeah, you can have that. I'll, put, I'll tag it on the end, like that, or with the T word or whatever that trademark yeah. thing is. Yeah, yeah. But we, um, like, I went to college, and like now my wife went, and she went to college, and she got like a. a, a I can't even say these words, but I finished. So that's another thing too. <laughs> you ain't got to be brilliant to go no, to college. No. Uh, college is just ninety eighty-five percent of it is just going there and being there, yeah. being present. Yeah, and, and form a relationship and with doing the, the teacher. Work. Just, just do the work. I mean, show up. That's all it is. Is when someone looks at a resume and say, "Okay, you did. You have a bachelor's that's degree." That's all. That's we know that. that you're willing to put in the time independently without any supervision to get right. stuff done. Get something done. Okay, that's so all now, it is. so now I know that you have a little bit of uh, you know responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Whatever exactly. it may be, and now it's like you don't have to have college to make it. No, and uh, I like when I'm hiring people or looking at stuff like that. I don't even want to see a fucking uh, uh, resume. I don't want to see one. I really sit down and talk to them, fill them out, check the work that they got, and then we can go from there. Well, that's a good point because if I know some people that have been trying to get jobs lately, and they just want a one sheet. Yeah, you don't have to have your portfolio. No. I remember being a senior in high school. And they're trying to teach you how to do a portfolio. And I, even yeah. in high school, I'm going. I don't know nobody that's gotten hired. So what am I going to go to? McDonald or wherever you go or some nightclub and get a college job and yeah. you're going to bring your portfolio? No, yeah. sir, you're not. They're going to look at you like this guy. Like, and I like the one sheet thing. If you're saying, hey, you don't bring your resume, bring one bullet list of what you've done. And then I can you know, decipher through that, okay, well, this candidate may be good because they actually chopped up firewood and sold on the weekends when they were 16 years old. Or something, yeah. I want to see that shit. Exactly. I want to see that shit. People are like, don't put that shit on this. It's not professional. I want to see that shit. Because mm-hmm. I know your ass will work. Exactly. But I also want to see, okay, you also were able to grow up and go into whatever it may be, and you did this for a little while, it didn't work out. But, like, diversity and being able to do more than one thing, putting all, not putting all the eggs in one basket, man, you know? Well, I think, too, <clears throat> that if you look at the college thing, I think that um, – I don't know how long it takes for things to like uh, reset, if you yeah. will. In like, but I'd say like twenty years, like two, like a generation, like it was a generation, ten years. Yeah. Okay. So I th- let's say twenty years. Well, that's a decade. Decade. Years. <laughs> so I, I went to college. But here's my point. Point is, is that for every ten years, there's a new batch of people being yeah. born in that decade. Okay. So they're all going to turn ten at this around the same time. 18, 21, These, you know. Periods of life that are supposed to be life changing. Eighteen, you're an adult. Twenty one, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. So my point with that being, I think it took a little bit of time, probably from like the eighties to really uh, late eighties, let's say mid eighties to the early two thousands, let's say, because people started realizing. For, for instance, before you had to have like a resume, you had it all. Then then they had like classes and programs. I mean, that's ridiculous if you think about it. Like, people are selling you to try to teach you how to sell yourself. Yeah. Well, well, that, that's that should pump the brakes right there. You should be able to sell yourself by you because you know you. Yeah. You don't need some format. And we've all been guilty of it. Yeah. In school, they would teach you how to do a resume. Okay, that's fine. Teach you how to do a resume. But how about, but if you can, you can have the best resume in the world when you don't know what the hell you're doing. You can't yeah. get a job. You can't hold down the job title that you Exactly. <clears throat> so I think it took some time for that. But you're exactly right. So I think now... What about trade schools? Because, hey, guess what? I've got buddies that own, like, um, 
body shops yeah. and they're dying, but there's nobody going to that. Field no one's doing that anymore. Nobody's yeah. right. So they're because, having to get yeah. like a sixty-year-old yeah. man yeah. to do because it. Because no one, there's no skills trades. You yet. don't move as fast as when you were twenty, when you were sixty. Yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So they're going. God, I can get all these cars out of fat some young legs. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I because they make good money. Yeah. But there's no trade anymore. No. So like, but I feel like we're coming back around to that. That's what I mean. I, so I that's the whole yeah. thing. It's come back around. I do think it's coming back around. I just think it took some time to reset. For people to, and parents too to instill yep. to say, wait a minute, let's go out there, go to college. We encourage you to go to college. Never, never, ever tell your kids don't go to school or get an education. But right. I mean, do, them, do but something. But if that's not what they want to do, and they have, and they have goals and aspirations, that's right. Let's highlight those. Mm-hmm. Don't make them play t-ball if they don't like fucking baseball. Right. If they want to do ballet dance, let them fucking ballet dance. Like here's the thing, yeah, man. Yeah. Like yeah. there's been uh, there's too many people that I that well, I grew up with it generations under me. Like these people make these kids do things they're not good at, they don't enjoy, and they build resentment up, and then they build resentment up for any type of um, you know like sport that involves team teamwork, and then possibly that may you know reflect later in their life with working with a team in a professional atmosphere. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it all unfolds into shit. If this like if your kid is happy and wants to do this. Embrace that, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't make them do what you want. You were mad about because you didn't get to do it. Probably, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't live through your kids, so to speak. Yeah. And I think every parent does some, to, you know, to, to, to some extent, extent, which I think is healthy. I mean, I think that's why we push kids. That's yeah. why we want our nephews or our kids' friends or whatever people you're close to. Yeah. I think you want them to do well, maybe, and and not make the same mistakes that you did. But at the end of the day, it's and it's tough. I, I have kids too, and I have to. I mean, it's not like it's not easy. No. But you have to kind of catch yourself and check yourself. Every now and then, you know? Yeah. Let them be who they're going to be. I think that it's just one of those things, man, that we, you know, I feel like we're on the upswing, you know, with everything. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, sometimes it takes things that we've been, this whole COVID thing. Yeah. Think about this. The COVID thing. We Okay, so a lot of people may have had a bad year. Yeah. Well, what's a bad year? For some people, it could be this. Well, I got got news, I mean, for you. I mean, uh, I had a new record about to come out. Yeah. In January, March fifth. Thank God we didn't put it out. March fifth, I had a, a, a my daughter was born. She's at six, a little bit over. She's about to be seven months old now. The next morning, March the sixth, which was a Friday, I'm pretty yeah, Friday. <laughs> a Friday. I went sold a house and bought a house in the same day, and I bought a house that was like five times the amount that was my last house. Okay. Because the first house I ever bought was like for fifty grand, yeah, and it was a dud. I mean, we ripped everything. That I, I, I could, we don't have time. To, it should have been on HGTV. <laughs> so, but my point is that we took that investment, and we knew it was going to be hard and tough. But we were able to do all the work, and we didn't go in debt to Lowe's one time. Now that I don't even, I'm not even remodeling a house anymore. I got more debt on my Lowe's card now <laughs> than when I was when I needed all that stuff. Yeah. But my point is that some. So we I had a child. Next day, sold and bought a house, back-to-back signing a deal, and then that Monday, COVID hit. Well, then my father moves from West Texas and moves back into town, and we start going out to eat and doing things, and my wife had like a forerunner that was like two years old. Mm-hmm. I look at her, and I didn't say nothing. The next morning, she was, but we got to get a better car. And I'm going, yeah, we do, but, in the, but I'm also going like... <laughs> Shit. You know, <laughs> and so because COVID just hit. Yeah. Well, I had down yeah, payments, right? But I had down payments for gigs already, eight, nine, ten hours away, band gigs yeah. that were canned. Yeah. And some of those people had even already paid me half money down or whatever yeah. it may be. But 
the whole my, my point is always but that whole profit off that gig or that whole money you know coming in was gone yeah. And then slowly but surely, my, my gigs I've been playing for like four years in a row, every Tuesday, play here, or this, this, and that, they were gone. So my point is, is that look and see the little things that make the big things happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've heard a saying, you know, a tree doesn't die when you cut off one branch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. Things are going to happen. There's going to be obstacles in your way, but you got to find in your inner self. Yep. Yeah. And make this stuff happen. Well, Don't so, get this stuff and count your blessings. There's nothing we can do. You know, um, there's nothing we can do. It no, happened. It, you know, it is what it is. Um, worst things have happened in history. Mm. This is just one of the more devastating things we've seen in our gener- generation. Besides, yeah, um, exactly. exactly. We yeah. had no major wars. Right. Exactly. We didn't send off troops to uh, you know to kill thousands and thousands and thousands of Americans. Or that yeah. has not happened. You know, it, yeah, it did happen a little a little while back, but it, not to the detriment of the mm. World War or anything like or that. Or Vietnam or something, or, like uh, crazy stuff. Or like the Holocaust. Oh, stuff, God, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. Like, the, imagine, if you think this is bad, compare your life to those people that lived through that. Yes, and they were coming out shot. They're some of the strongest people we know. We people tip t- our hat to people, them all the yeah. time. People turning 18 years old and then getting sent off. Never come back. Never. Never. And it's, you're upset because you lost your damn car. You know? No, seriously. I mean, that, it's just where we are now. You know, you know so, what's funny too is like being where, where I'm from or whatnot, we drive everywhere. Yeah. Well, I've, I, people talk trash about California. Californians, I love California. First off, I, it's a beautiful state. It's great. They have so much stuff to do there. And one of my favorite things, and this may sound kind of bougie, and I told y'all, don't judge a book by its cover, <laughs> because I love going to Napa Valley, Sonoma Valley. Like if I could move there and have like a summer house, I would live in a trailer out there in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I wouldn't care because I'd go to every winery every day. Um, <laughs> But I love doing that. But what what is what just blew my mind was that a lot of those people in those certain areas, like around San Francisco, and and that you start to get to that those those towns like that, those cities. N- not a lot of people drive. They take the daggum yep. uh, yep. transit thing or whatever. They don't even own a car. Yep. And like we drive down the corner. That's not even a mile away. Not even half a mile. Not even. It's like a tenth. Yep. We drive to the gas station or, to get cigarettes or yeah. beer. Or commute, Why didn't we just walk there? Commute. I'm gonna live close to my work, so I can commute five minutes. You know, we're just yeah. we're spoiled, man. No, yeah, no, it is. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, I, hey, that, I, mean, I think that's right. You, you work know. for what you have. You want it cool. You that's know? right. But at the same time, man, it's just one like. Well, let's go back to the little things. Yeah. Just can't, like I said, count your blessings and, and realize that if you lose your car, there's always a little clunker down the street. You ain't gotta have a brand new ride every time. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, look, I, I agree. I really do. I really do, man. I think um, I think it's one of those things that, you know, dealing with everything we've dealt with and then dealing with adversity and then being able to overcome it, um, you know, what's what's the, what's coming for you? What are you going to do next? What you what you got planned? Well, I it, want this record. Well, I want to back up. You playing some more? Pretty much all my weekends, and I'm still working on it, but pretty much every Friday and Saturday is booked up to the rest of the year. Yeah. Now, if anybody wants to fly me to Chicago or fly me to Delaware or whatever, I don't care, Maine, who cares? I'll go play there. Right. Um, for the Christmas parties, you know, Thanksgiving get together, funerals, <laughs> graduation parties, divorce parties, whatever, I'm yeah. there. Yeah. I'm there. Um, so, but, so that's looking good. Um, we're going to get this record out. Uh, I think the single that we're going to release, I said it earlier, was uh, that's, uh, that's How I Know Jesus Is On My Side and it's off the Red Firm uh, EP album we uh, we're, we're excited about that. Now this isn't gospel. This is blues and honky tonk music, right? Right. No, I, want, I want people listening. If they if you may not be religious, or whatever it may be, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't discount this music just because that song. No, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. the song, but no, but could that song be on a gospel station? Yeah. We wrote a song before. It's called Shout Hallelujah. Well, we didn't write it from like a gospel standpoint. We were just writing it from like 
real life, like real, real talk stuff. Yeah. Like shout hallelujah. You hear people go hallelujah. Thank God. Yeah. Whether they're a believer or not, that's not the point. Right. But it, but gospel radio stations picked it up and started playing it. It was just like it was like a. I don't even know what kind of style it was. It was just like this honky tonk style, like southern rock kind of. Mm-hmm. Hell, it had. It's got a funky groove to it. And uh, and think, I don't know how to describe some of this music I can't even describe. <laughs> uh, I'm not good at it. But uh, there was one of your songs um, on this last album. I can't think of the name of it right now because I, I hadn't memorized all the song titles. But I'll tell you this: reminded me. What was? Moonshine. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of a Ronnie Millsap song. Hmm. Can't let go of you. Yep, that one. That's, I heard that. I said that's Ronnie Millsap. If you don't know who Ronnie Millsap is, you need to Google that. Listen to Ronnie Millsap, and you listen to some Bo Atkins. See, you know really uh, that song right there. I was like, "Holy shit!" This sounds like somebody. I was listening to it because this morning I was listening to it, and I said, "Man, I can't put my finger on it." And I started thinking, "I was like, I know who that is." There, we, I got that my Ronnie Mills. Uh, I got a Ronnie. Uh, I can't talk. I got a Ronnie Millsap record at the house too. Yeah. And uh, th- that song does have that that feel to it. It does. You know, and, but he was kind of throwing this country deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it country? I don't. know. Yeah, I mean that's where you fell in. But that's where you fell in. Right. So, you know, I think that. Uh, but no, that, that. Hey, thank you again. I, I'll take. I'll take all the uh, comparisons. If you think it sounds like that, not like that. Heck yeah. I mean, it don't sound like it is reminding. No, it might, you know no I mean? but it's got the same. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah no, check it. I, I'm glad you knew that when I said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you knew exactly what the song was. And that song. That okay. So that song. I'll tell you who that was written by. I didn't actually write. I didn't have any hand in writing that song. I was in the studio and I needed another song. And the, when I do my, uh, I'll tell you who got a hand right that. Um, uh, Chris Staples, the drummer, Derek Mason, who was writing that song, helped write that song in a session one day. Uh, James Cook helped write that song. Monty Russell was in there. It was like this song is so simply. It's like not a, like an elaborate song, but the song had like four, like five or six writers. So they yeah. all in a circle one day said, "Let's write something and record it." Yeah. So they 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 wrote that song. Uh, General Patterson wrote that. Um, uh, who else was in there on that? I, thought, I know I'm missing like one other dude. Anyway, James Cook's the Luke Bryan's bass player. That's who we always go and record with a lot of times. So we record Derek Stepan's drummer and, and James are real good buddies. They moved to Nashville together. Yeah. And um, they were all Louisiana guys. And um, so we record with those. Guys. That's usually my bass and drummers we get as long as they're not on tour. Yeah. And we usually map it out when we go and record where they're home for mm-hmm. a few days or something. Okay, and go knock it out. But that's how that song came out. And, um, and those guys are great. Uh, there's so many people that that play music uh, that you know they may play with certain people, and but at the end of the day, they're the, they're musicians as well. They just got a great gig. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to travel around the world? And, and you, act, and you never know. You never know when you'll catch that either. That's right. It just happens, man. They say it just happens, and I keep looking. Like there's some songs <laughs> that I thought would be like I got a song, Sunny. Yeah. And I thought that was I a good one too. I like really, that. Thank you. And I just thought that that song would be a uh, summer anthem, but it hadn't happened yet. But um, that's but that song like that song had some holds on it, and then I never got any callback. So they obviously didn't use my song for whatever they want to use it for. But I, there one day I'll have a song. I just hope it's closer to now than when I'm 65. Yeah, I like. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you enjoy going to play. Yeah, it, like, and it's not yeah, a big hassle. Yeah, it's not a big hassle. I like that. Um, you know, a lot of people think the songs they think are going to do great flop. Mm-hmm. The ones that they're not emotionally attached to seem to do it. great. So you never know, man. It's just how the universe spins. You know, you now, never know. I, there's a song on my last record. I saw the light. Yeah. 
I love that. But that's my style. Like that's that Billy Joe Shaver style. Like Billy yeah. Joe Shaver too. That's that kind of that kick him in the teeth, honky tonk kind of stuff going on. What? Don't nobody downloads that song. Nobody listens because you can listen to it. Like if you, they'll show you uh, who's I, who's iTunes in it or Apple, I, whatever they're called. Yeah. I don't even have iTunes. And actually, about my record. Spotify. I, Apple. You know, Spotify. You'll see it. That song's not. It's always like barely played. Yeah. And they play all these other songs. Mm-hmm. Play that song. That's a great song. I saw the light. And that's uh, what's what style is that one? That's how it's straight up honky tonk. That's like a scanner desk. It's, okay. It, it's it's that um, uh, what do you call it? Shuffle. It's a shuffle. Okay. Like down 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 or sound like that. You know. It's a, okay. It's that kind of like a give me three steps or you yeah. know that kind of stuff. Gotcha. But anyway. Well, look, man. We got late start. My fault, not yours. <laughs> I'm about to be here. I'm about to wrap up in a second. But I want to know, uh, first off, let's tell everyone uh, how they can find you. Okay. You're on Facebook. Facebook, Bo Atkins Music. All right. You're on Instagram. Instagram, Bo underscore Atkins underscore music. Okay. And website. BoAtkins.com. Now spell it for them. B-E-A-U-X-A. T as in toy, <laughs> K-I-N-S. <laughs> dot com. Dot com. You can get some music there. You can. YouTube it. I got I got a new that come out and howl with me. It's my rocks, one of the rock songs we did on that. And man, Led Zeppelin could have cut that. That sounds good. And I it's like really, it's really, it's a true story about me and Monty in Memphis one night. Uh, but that song is, it's, it's kind of a based off like a Howlin' Wolf type uh-huh. thought. Yeah. And, and Pimo's doing some sick harmonica in there. God, it, it, Zeppelin could have I'm ready to hear that one. I just like it's on YouTube. Come out and have one. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> well, uh, look, before we end, what, uh, I'm going to say thank you again for coming on, bro. I appreciate it. Now, any, any final thoughts for anybody? You got any inspiration? Real talk, some positive messages sure. before we close this thing out? Sure, sure. Always keep your head up. Always be looking up to the sky, you know? Don't get don't get down. Don't get, you know, uh, don't get down on yourself. Just just take it one day at a time, and the sun's always going to come tomorrow, and just uh, believe that there's going to be a better day. Every day you wake up. And as long as you're working, just get to work. Don't be scared. You know, Find some comfort, whatever you find comfort in that's, that's solid, that's got a backbone, that's got a good foundation. And, uh, and, that, and as long as you work hard, good comes with everything. Yeah, man. I think put good out, good comes back. That's right. It's that's that right. easy, man. You don't have to, you doesn't have to be complicated. That's, you really don't. That's it. Well, look, man, I appreciate you coming home, man. Love you. All right, bro. Thanks, everyone. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast.